and speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Where are our eyes? Where do we draw, you know, where's our gaze and our attention drawn to? The focus of what we are looking at. This is a very important question for us, particularly in regards to our spiritual life. Like, where, where's the focus of our gaze? What are we looking at? Today's gospel, the, the Lord pulls that out, like, really, really, really clearly. It's the midst of the storm, right? And I can imagine at the beginning of this, this gospel, that is Jesus, this is right after the feeding of the 5,000, and he's telling the apostles, hey guys, get into the boat and go to the other side. I can imagine that they're probably like, oh, Jesus, you know, last time we were in the boat, we kind of needed you. The boat was going down, man. You were sleeping. We woke you up, and you calmed the storm. So we really don't want to go if you're not going. It says the Lord made them, right? He sent them to go. So they go, and the winds begin to come. The storm comes, and it's it's storming. And it's the fourth watch of the night. The fourth watch of the night is around 3 a.m., the raging storm. So at this point, I really can't imagine that they're like, told you, should have never got in a boat without Jesus. Like, where is he? Where is he? And the Lord did not leave them, like he never left them, but he wanted them to go, to go out there seemingly without him in a sense. This is the second time, again, we go back to that first time, what happened? They're in the boat, the storm comes, and And I'm thinking of the apostles, particularly the four that were fishermen. They're like, look, here's a storm. We got this, man. We grew up on the water. Let Jesus take a nap. All is well. We're going to handle this. And it's only after they realize, like, "Uh, we can't handle this. To the point that they are scared of dying, that that's when they go to wake Jesus up. Like, hey, man, do you not care that we are perishing? They're so consumed by fear at this point. Like, Lord, wake up. We're dying. What happens when we have our focus on the storm, and either we're just consumed by the reality of the storm and thinking about the storm, or we're trying to fix the storm or weather it on ourselves, we get consumed in an interior storm of fear, of anxiety, frustration, feeling overwhelmed. But when we turn our gaze to the Lord, and He pierces through all of that, not that the storm magically goes away. Sometimes He does calm it. But many times what happens is that He draws us out like Peter. But what's happening, right? They're so consumed that this second time in 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 this storm that Jesus shows up, and they don't recognize him. They think he's a ghost. We need to picture the scene. 3 a.m., this is first century Judaism. Um, There's not electricity, so no lights on the boat. 
You light a candle in the midst of a storm like that, mm, probably not going to work. So the only light I imagine that they have to see Jesus in the midst of the storm is when lightning strikes. Lightning is striking, boom, and they're like, whoa, whoa, what's, is that a ghost? Great, it just got better, right? 2020, you know, huh? So they're freaking out. But they don't recognize who it is, why? Because they just kind of see it, but their attention is on the storm. And they're talking to themselves, and they're talking to each other, but they're not looking at the Lord. But in the midst of their fear and their confusion, Jesus speaks. Like sometimes when our gaze is down and we're just looking at our own interior storms or the exterior storms in our lives, that we can't see the Lord. He is near us, but we can't see him, so he speaks to us. And he says to them, take courage. It is I. Be not afraid. Power of the Lord's word to pierce the storm. We think of the prophet Elijah. What's happening is like there's, there's a storm, there's wind, there's fire, there's an earthquake. The Lord's not in any of those things. So if Elijah's eyes are focused, like he knew the Lord, he had walked with the Lord, like he knew, okay, like these are all these huge things, but his, he was just looking for the face of the Lord. And the Lord spoke in the still, small voice. And Elijah knew it was him. And so to this, when Jesus says, take courage, it is I, be not afraid, it is Peter. There's something in Peter that wells up and he begins to, he, like he recognizes the Lord's voice, and not completely, but he's like, I think, Lord, if that is you, Lord, if that is you, call me to come out on the water. Now, what does Peter desire? We know this story. We've heard it a million times. What does Peter desire? I can... I think I'm pretty confident saying that Peter's desire was not like, whoa, you're walking on the water? I want to walk on the water. Like, let's do this. You know, come on. Peter's desire was, Lord, are you over there? That's where I want to be, is wherever you are. Walking on the water, who cares? Storm, who cares? I want to be where you are. And in this moment, Jesus, his heart rejoicing, because this is exactly what he desires. He says, come. Just like he said the first time he met the apostles. John and Andrew are there, John the Baptist, Jesus walks by, he says, behold the Lamb of God. And we say that, we take the words, the priest takes those words, every single mass, holding up the blessed sacrament. Behold the Lamb of God, like here he is. Don't just look at him, but behold him. In the silence, in the sense of the most holy Eucharist, right? He's not in this earthquake, he's not in this huge fire, he's in this very simple thing. Bread and wine. That's become his body, blood, soul, and divinity. Show me the earthquake, Lord. Show me the fire. In this bread is the fire of life. With the eyes of faith, we can see him. So here, here comes, right, the Lord and Peter. Lord, if that is you, call me to come out there. It says, come. 
in the very beginning when they, they're following Jesus. Jesus says, what are you looking for? Master, where are you staying? And, and I don't think they knew what they were saying, but it was, it was this longing for God that he has written into our souls that just welled up and came out of their mouth. Like, wherever you are, Lord, that's where I want to be. With you. And so he says, come, and then Peter's walking on the water. Now, for a long time in my life, I, I had, I think, this mental image as I imagined this passage. Like, yeah, there's a storm and all the things, but as Peter's walking, like, somehow the storm is not around him. He's just, like, cruising. And then in prayer, the Lord was like, yeah, I was there. It wasn't like that. <laughs> it wasn't like that. Like, the wind is roaring. And there's, you know, Forrest Gump, sideways rain, rain coming up from the ground, big, fat, stinging rain, like all the things are hitting Peter. The waves are crashing against him as he's walking on the water. So there's a million things to be distracted by. Looking, looking upon the face of Christ does not magically change every single circumstance in our life, does not magically make all of the storm calm. Sometimes the Lord does calm the storm. And sometimes he says, step out onto the water and come. And so we ridicule Peter like, hey man, why, why'd you stop looking at Jesus? Because the storm was whipping and roaring. And so it's human for us, right? We shouldn't shame ourselves to a certain extent that we like, oh my gosh, like look at this thing in my life. I, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I can't, it's an interior thing. What are we gonna do? School's in a couple of weeks, you know? Are, are they gonna keep school open? Are they gonna not keep, keep school open? I don't know. I just, but when we're staring at it, the storm just gets bigger. But, but it's human to look. And the Lord invites us to look at him, which, which is not a denial of our circumstances but it is a recognition of who is in control and who is Lord. And that gazing upon the face of Christ, then he allows us to see the storm in his proper perspective. So in that moment, Peter begins to sink, and he cries out again, Lord, save me, and Jesus saves him. And even as Jesus saves him, what happens? It says the storm doesn't doesn't calm until Jesus gets in the boat. So like Jesus like pulls Peter out the water and they're still standing there in the storm, but the, Peter is with the Lord. In the midst of the storm, with the Lord. His eyes and his gaze and his embrace on Jesus. And then Jesus gets in the boat and the storm is calm. And then they say this, and this is important. What did they say the first time Jesus calmed the storm? And he was in the boat, he was sleeping, he, he knew he needed to physically be in there with him. They woke him up. Same things like, of you of little faith, and this is not like a hard rebuke, but it's like, hey guys, I'm trying to draw. I'm trying to draw this faith out of you. Like, turn away, because when we're looking at something else, when we're constantly either, we're trying to fix it, or we're staring at the storm, sometimes we make an idol of it. Don't look at the idol. Let's look at the Lord. Sometimes we make an idol of our own power. 
I think this was happening as the fishermen were trying to, to steer the boat by themselves at first. Like, don't wake up Jesus. It's going to be embarrassing. The guy from Nazareth never, has never been in a boat. We can do this. No, 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 no. Look at the Lord. And so they say that first time, who is this whom even the winds and the sea obey? They knew that the winds and the sea only obey God. And so they were just beginning to follow Jesus, and they're like, okay, wait, wait, time out. Is this guy God? Is he the Lord? And then in this second time in the storm, what do they say? They say this. They say they did him homage and proclaimed, truly, you are the Son of God. From who is this, could he be God, to this time in the storm, you are the Lord. You are the Lord. This week, I want to invite all of us to pray with this gospel passage at least a couple of times. And I want to invite you to ask Mary to help you pray with it. Why? Because she always, as a good mother, always gazed upon the face of her son. Always. And particularly at the foot of the cross. And you know, there was one of the apostles that was, was courageous enough to be at the foot of the cross. Why? Because he was next to Our Lady. It was St. John. All the other apostles ran away scared. But St. John was, was there with Our Lady, and, and why, right? I, I believe because every time St. John got, the fear started to well up, and he's looking at the soldiers, and he's looking at those who are crucifying Jesus, and he's thinking about his own life, or he's looking at the crowds, Mary would just say, no, look at him. Don't stare at the soldiers. Don't stare at the crowd. Don't stare at your fear. Look at him. Look at him. And so as we're praying with this passage, and we find ourselves getting distracted, or in our life, we find ourselves getting distracted by the storms of the unrest in our country, by COVID, by our personal storms, by relationships, all the things, financial issues, health issues, then ask Our Lady to gently turn your eyes to the Lord. Don't look at the storm. It's not a denial of it, right? Because when we look at Jesus, he allows us to see the storms in our life in proper perspective. And allowing us, even in the midst of it, to walk on water as he holds us with him. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. At once Jesus spoke to them, Take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. Peter got out of the boat and began to walk on the water toward Jesus. When he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught Peter and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, 
Why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. 